Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Too Much Tuma Show. My name is Brennan Tuma, and as always, you can find me on Twitter, at Too Much Tuma. Today, I'm going to continue the theme of turning some of my Fantasy Pros articles into audio files by recording them as podcasts. Today's show focuses on second-year pitchers, and it's the continuation of a two-part series I started on Friday when we discussed second-year hitters. In the spirit of keeping things moving, I'm going to be diving right into this, so let's talk about some pitching. We'll begin with Ian Anderson of the Braves. These days, we can't talk about Anderson without first mentioning his devastating changeup. The 22-year-old generated 19 of his 41 regular season strikeouts with that pitch. In an era where most young hurlers utilize a fastball-breaking ball combo, it was refreshing to see Anderson attack with a different approach. The success of this changeup was a major factor in Anderson keeping hitters off balance, as his barrel rate ranked in the 99th percentile of pitchers. Additionally, Anderson's XERA and XWOBA both finished within the 95th percentile. With how short the 2020 season was, I believe it's fair to include postseason stats for players whose teams went deep into the tournament. That includes Anderson, who totaled a 1.59 ERA, a 1.10 whip, and 65 strikeouts in 51 innings when factoring in the playoffs. We can get behind that production, even if the 4.2 walks per nine wasn't ideal. Ultimately, Anderson's swinging strike rate doesn't fully back up his 29.7% strikeout rate. It's no secret that he induced weak contact upon arriving to the majors. Anderson allowed a homer in his MLB debut and then kept the ball in the yard the rest of the season. But he'll need to keep racking up punchouts to be a major fantasy factor. I prefer drafting Anderson over the next guy I'll discuss, but both youngsters have their respective concerns. And that other youngster is Sixto Sanchez of the Marlins. It's possible that Sanchez ran out of gas down the stretch. Over his final four starts, playoffs included, the 22-year-old allowed 13 earned runs and 15 innings pitched. This came after the electrifying rookie surrendered just six earned runs in his first 32 innings. One of the most exciting aspects of those first five starts was that Sanchez completed seven full innings in three of them. This was a pleasant surprise for a player we simply didn't know what to expect from due to his injury history. However, the reports on Sanchez wound up being pretty accurate. His fastball averaged a scorching 98.5 miles per hour, but it didn't come with much spin which meant he had to rely on his great change-up and excellent command. Overall, this mostly worked, up until the end, of course. The question entering 2021 is whether or not he can be a reliable fantasy producer while averaging well under a strikeout per inning, as he had just 33 and 39 regular season innings last year. He'll need to continue limiting hard-hit damage while also maintaining his low walk rate. An innings limit is another concern, which means I'm unlikely to pay the price to draft him in redraft leagues. Transitioning to some relievers now, we'll start with James Karinchak of the Indians. Back in October, I wrote a piece for the lovely website Fantasy Pros 
discussing pitchers to buy and sell in dynasty leagues. One of the recommended buys was Corinne Chak, as I felt there was a decent chance Cleveland would move on from Brad Hand this offseason. If they did, I surmised that Krinchak would be a no-brainer elite reliever for fantasy purposes, assuming he gets the closer role. Well, the team actually pretty quickly moved on from Hand, and now it's Krinchak's time to shine. His baseball savant page says it all. The skills are all there, which led to Special K striking out a whopping 53 hitters in just 27 innings. Combine that production with a likely ninth inning role, and Karinchak is going to be a fantasy goldmine. At the time of this writing, I've aggressively ranked the 25-year-old third among relievers. Next up is Devin Williams of the Brewers. In 2020, Williams became the first reliever to ever win Rookie of the Year without recording a single save. Josh Hader remained the closer in Milwaukee all season long but Williams' impact was still impossible to ignore from a fantasy perspective. 53 strikeouts in 27 innings will do that. The 26-year-old also generated 4 wins, 9 holds, a 0.33 ERA, and a 0.63 whip. Unlike the situation in Cleveland, we can't project Williams for any saves this season. This certainly lowers his appeal in traditional 5x5 roto leagues, Yet even with zero projected saves, there still isn't a fantasy format I ignore Williams in. His beyond impressive ratios are enough to help managers in any league context. How valuable he should be considered simply depends on your league settings. Back to Cleveland, this time in the rotation. Tristan McKenzie was one of the best stories of the summer. His Major League debut, which came on August 22nd against the Tigers, was his first competitive game since 2018. The former first-round pick was considered a top prospect before injuries took their toll in both 18 and 2019, due to upper back, lat, and pec strains. Many viewed this as confirmation bias for the widespread belief that McKenzie's slight frame 6'5 and a buck 75 pounds, couldn't hold up as a starting pitcher. And perhaps that's still true. After all, McKenzie's debut against Detroit was dazzling. 10 strikeouts over 6 innings of one run ball, with the fastball living in the 93 to 96 mile per hour range. From that point on, though, his velocity waned until he was moved to a relief role to prep for the playoffs. Talent here is not the concern. Even McKenzie's secondary offerings aren't a concern. Fading him in drafts this spring has everything to do with workload concerns and a very likely innings limit. The final name we'll discuss is Kristen Javier of the Astros. Javier is the cheapest of these second-year pitchers, and for good reason. The 23-year-old bursts onto the scene in his first start totaling eight strikeouts while throwing five and two-thirds innings of one-run ball. Similar to McKenzie, this wound up being his best start of the season. A curious case, Javier posted a 3-4-8 ERA during the regular season, which was right between a 2-9-4 X ERA and a 4-9-4 FIP. These discrepancies are due to Javier's underwhelming strikeout and walk rates, which lead to a high FIP, 
combined with his ability to limit hard-hit balls, which led to the low XERA. Similar to Anderson's, Javier's swinging strike rate doesn't support the amount of strikeouts he ended up throwing. And therefore, I'm out on him in redraft. I'll close just by going through the names one more time and kind of giving the verdict on how I feel about them in drafts this year. For Ian Anderson, he's the second-year starter that I'm most interested in, but he's also the most expensive. Sixto Sanchez feels easy to fade at his current ADP. For James Karinchak, I'm aggressively targeting him as a top three reliever. For Devin Williams, I'm drafting aggressively in the right format. Tristan McKenzie, I'm expecting severe innings limitations. And Christian Javier, his profile just doesn't look special enough to be a difference-making fantasy asset. And that'll do it for this edition of the Too Much Tuma Show. As always, you can find me on Twitter, at Too Much Tuma, to reach out with questions about your fantasy baseball team at any time. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you again soon.